You're listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached during the online worship service of Central United Methodist Church. We are located in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to join us for our live worship experience through Facebook or Zoom every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Visit www.cumcballston.org for details. There you can also learn more about our congregation where we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. This is a story about the Master as told by Matthew in his book, chapter 14. Immediately after feeding the 5,000, Jesus ordered the disciples into the boat and told them to proceed without him to the other side of the sea while he dismissed the crowds. And then he dismissed the crowds and when he was alone, went up the mountain to pray. And when evening came, he was alone. But the boat, battered by the waves, was far from land, for the wind was against it. Early that morning, Jesus came to his disciples walking on the water. They saw him. They were terrified. It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. And immediately, Jesus said, Take heart. Don't be afraid. It is I. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you. And I will come to you on the water. And Jesus said, Come. So, Peter stepped out of the boat onto the water and walking to the Lord. When, frightened by the wind, he began to shrink and sink into the water and cried out, Lord, save me! And immediately Jesus, reaching out, caught him and said, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they came back into the boat, The wind died down. And the disciples began to worship Jesus and said, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Stephen Pastis is a wonderful, wonderful artist. And his work is in the Sunday comic section. I've got to admit that the one part of the paper I go to first is the Sunday comics. And last week, last Sunday, Stephen had a very, very interesting comic strip. His comic strip is called Pearls Before Swine, and he has different actors in it. Most of them are animals. And this Sunday, he's got goat and pig. Goat is the very practical, no-nonsense sort of character. Pig is a wonderfully naive, almost like a child character. It begins with goat talking to pig. Are you worried about being able to pay the rent? Pig says, what day is today? Sunday. Sundays I worry about getting the virus. And on Mondays I worry about the economy failing. 
Tuesdays, I worry about racism. Wednesdays, I worry about the planet. Thursdays, I worry about losing my health care. And Fridays, I just started saving for murder hornets, those giant hornets that are coming to kill us all. Oh, wait. Saturdays, I worry about losing my job. So sure, I can fit that in on Saturday. Goat says, it's quite the era. And Pig says, my worry schedule is packed. I said, as I said in the introduction, today we're beginning our new sermon series. It's called Unraveled. And during this series, which will take us to Advent, we'll be looking at several people of Scripture whose lives became unraveled. People whose life situations are totally changed. Whose worlds fall apart. And we'll be asking ourselves, How as Christians do we respond when our worlds fall apart? How do we press onward when our tightly knit plans unravel into loose ends? Now, not all unraveling is bad. For example, what if our worst fears unravel? And what if life sometimes surprises us with that unexpected joy? Either way, We sometimes need God to unravel us, for that's how we can be changed. And that brings us to today's scripture. Now, you've probably heard this story many times. Here's Jesus walking on the water. Peter asks to join him. And Jesus says, yes, come. And Peter gets out and he starts to walk and then suddenly when he takes his eyes off Jesus, he begins to sink. And Jesus pulls him up and tells Peter, Oh ye, a little faith, why did you doubt? Now with that, you may have heard this story preached as one of having to have enough faith. You know, of having the faith to move mountains, or at least to move yourself. That's not always good news. Matter of fact, I would suggest it might hardly ever be good news. You wind up coming away with a sense that if you only had enough faith, then fill in the blank. If you only had enough faith, you wouldn't be afraid. If you only had enough faith, you'd get that dream job or that wonderful relationship. If you only had enough faith, then you wouldn't be sick. If you only had enough faith, you'd heal quicker. If you only had enough faith, your child would heal quicker. If you only had enough faith. Looked at this way, this miracle story becomes, in the words of Reverend Nadia Boltz-Weber, a lesson of what we should be. That is something filled with faith. And it's our fault if it's not. Instead of a lesson about who we really are. A people in desperate need. The disciples in that boat were in desperate need. They're at sea and in danger. And they think their master may be dead, that they're seeing a ghost. And there's a good reason for that. You see, he told them to leave him alone with the crowd. Um, And he was surrounded by people who probably would have wanted more food or healing. 
And his one way of escape was that boat that he commanded to leave. And they left him behind, leaving his only safe means of escape. And then there's Peter, who realizes he's taken on too much. And Jesus comes to them all and says, It's I. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. They are unraveled, and God comes to them. God is closer than they think. Stephen Pass has certainly hit the high points of what can unravel in our lives today, with today's news and headlines. But I don't need the sort of things that Pig was listing to become unraveled. No, my sights are set considerably lower. It's the little things that can make me come unraveled. Those daily small frustrations and humiliations that can work to unravel someone. It's the small stuff. I'm talking about those frustrations of not being able to read the small print the way I used to be able to. Of not following or understanding my granddaughter when she's trying to show me how to use Facebook. Of having to tell younger people who are telling me important things to slow down and speak louder. And there's bigger stuff. For others, there's the humiliations and frustrations that come with being elderly and incapacitated and having to have someone feed you or push you in a wheelchair. It's the frustrations of having to live with an allergy that, that limits where you can go and what you can eat. It's the frustrations of being a dyslexic and being constantly corrected. It's the frustration of being slow at math or in reading. It's the frustration of now having to teach your own children math and reading. And with those sorts of frustrations and humiliations, we can become unraveled and lose it and maybe just give up. I remember many years ago when my middle child, Michael, was about two and a half, three his head could just get to the top of the dining table. And I was sitting at the dining table, dining room table, trying to get some work done. It was difficult work, probably work, work. And he would come up and pester me, bother me. He was coming up to ask me. And I remember one time he came up and he said, Daddy, when are we going to eat dinner? And I turned and I put my face right in his and I screamed. Leave me alone. I was totally unraveled. And this child, this three-year-old child, this small, beautiful child, just looked up at me and said, Okay, Daddy. God shows up in wonderful places and ways. And none of this is to mention the frustrations we face every day in not being able to go outside without a mask. Or maybe if we're on a quarantine for 14 days, as some of us have been, not to go outside at all. Or to be separated from our closest family. Not be able to go out and just hug someone or to worship altogether. These are frustrating. These are difficult, difficult things in our lives that winds up unraveling us. Who are you in this story? 
Are you the one who's afraid in the leaky boat that's being tossed around in the storm, afraid of making rent or about finding daycare? Or are you the one who took the risk, that new job, stepping out of the boat, the, the new relationship or the new assignment, and find that you suddenly took on more than you can do and you're headed for trouble? Or are you someone or someone you know that's already gone under, drowning in debt or unemployment. And Peter cried out, Lord, save me. But not all unravelings are bad. Maybe you're the one in the boat who's marveling at God's power to act. Maybe you're the one who realizes that God is sitting next to you in that boat. Sitting next to you in that leaking boat, bailing just like you are. Maybe this time you realize that God is closer than you think. Reverend Nadia puts it beautifully for this story. The whole story is about how much Jesus walks toward them, reaches toward them, and then even gets in the boat with them. She goes on, We might see the moral of the story as you should have so much faith that you can walk on water. But the truth of this story is that Jesus walks toward us. The truth of the story is that my abundance of faith or lack of faith does not deter God from drawing close. That even if you are scared to death, you can say, Lord, save me. And the hand of God will find you even in the darkest waters. Amen, Nadia. God will find you even in the darkest water. The lesson is that we worship a God who is with us and who does not expect us to be perfect. Let me end with a few verses from Psalm 37, verses 23 and 24. O Lord, though I may stumble, your hand is there to catch me. You will be with me, and I will never fall. Amen.